Hello, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. I have to say all three because obviously we're all over the world. And welcome to Ladies Go Live podcast, series one, Power Behind the Woman, episode seven. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to say, I always call you KK. How do you pronounce your first name? Kashika. Kashika. It's very beautiful. I always hear it and I always go to say it and I'm like, oh. and I always go, it's KK. And it's kind of. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also shows exactly you get to know someone a, li a little bit you get to know them by a certain name or you get to know a little bit about them and you kind of forget to delve that little bit deeper so today we're going to delve a bit deeper into who you are so obviously I I'm just babbling now but obviously tell us who are you what do you do and what's the amazing things that we're up to Wonderful. Well, thank you, Liz, so much. And um, I'm so appreciative of you asking me to do this today. I think it's so important to just get to know people. We, you and you and I live across the bond, bond from each other. So it's uh, amazing that, you know, we got connected because of COVID times um, and uh, we wouldn't have otherwise. Um, so my name is Kashika Kinsara, also known as KK. Um, I live in the greater Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. I was actually born in London, England, so I do have my ties to the other side of the pond. Um, I have uh, two sisters and a brother. I'll live kind of all over the place, and I have a son and a husband, and we live uh, uh, very nicely in our suburban area of, uh, of outside of Philadelphia. Um, I am um, an executive uh, client relationship manager. Uh, right now, I am um, have a diversity, equity, and inclusion focus. I'm looking to meet with business owners and uh, business executives um, to talk to them about how their DEI has surfaced within their organization. It's a very big, big topic right now. It's a very big focus of organizations, and they certainly um, could use some guidance, and I, I would like to be that person for them. Um, and also consulting with the Mainline Chamber of Commerce, which is located right outside of the greater Philadelphia area. We uh, work with businesses, um, always looking to uh, see if other organizations would be interested in joining our, our chamber um, to increase their community and networking needs. So reach out to me for that. And I also am a board member of Help Hope Live. Um, they are uh, headquartered in Pennsylvania, but have a national scope with helping um, organizations or actually uh, people um, and clients who have catastrophic il illnesses or transplants, mm -hmm. uh, even cancer related illnesses that need help with medical and non-medical um, expenses that can occur obviously with those type of illnesses. So I'm proud to be a, a board member for them. So yeah. <laughs> do you have any other time for yourself? <laughs> Things I do for myself. Um, I do love working out and then a lot of people think, oh gosh, you know, working out is a, um, you know, a chore or something that oh, I'll get to. And especially with pandemic, pandemic what, when does that uh, happen? Uh, how does it happen? Um, mm -hmm. but I've been, I've been working out since I was um, like high school, college days. Um, I had a milestone that I wanted to achieve on my 35th and my 40th birthdays. Um, and I wanted to run 
half marathons. I didn't quite do the whole, but I did train to do half mar marathons, both of those milestones. Yeah. That was a, a, a feat because I had never ran like that in my life. I hadn't even done five Ks, let alone <laughs> train for a half marathon. <laughs> so um, but it, it was, it was such a great exhilarating experience to cross the finish line that all that training and hard work was, was so important and necessary, not just for physical, but for your like mental well-being. Um, I love like Zumba. Um, haven't done that in a little while, but I'd love to. Um, I love doing my kickboxing. I have a great uh, local gym uh, nine rounds. I want to give them a shout out because they certainly have helped me within the last five years to be mentally and physically strong. And um, and yoga, you know, try to fit that in um, once or twice a week. So yeah, I, I you know, I, my days are filled. I do sleep a few times a day too. <laughs> I would hope so. You need a bit of energy, a bit of a recharge. <laughs> Uh, but obviously, you, we've got quite a few supporters, and of course, um, George has raised his latest one. So, of course, hello to everyone that's listening. But obviously, refocusing the business can obviously reimage disruptive ecosystem. Oh, I can get my words out today. <laughs> ecosystem is vital. So, obviously, you've got loads of support. I mean, that's just phenomenal. The fact is, you can be that busy with all your work projects and everything, but yet you still have all that time for not just one physical activity, but a diverse range of physical activity. But so, it, yeah. yeah, I the thing about that is actually putting it into your daily routine somewhere. It you know, if if it means you have to put it in to a calendar, put it in a time. Um, schedule that that moment those moments for yourself it's it's vitally important it, you know um, pre-pandemic um, when I was you know commuting to work I would actually because mornings felt better to work out I was getting up four in the morning and going to my gym mm -hmm. um, and yes it was hard the, the first few times but you know I had to make it routine if I didn't get it in in the morning a lot of times coming home from work wasn't always feasible, um, especially I do a lot of networking events and I'm um, very involved in the community. So I, you know, wanted some of those things happen after hours or they happen right after work. So then by the time getting home, it might be a little more difficult. Now with during the pandemic, um, I still felt like mornings were a good time. I'm not necessarily getting up four o'clock in the morning, um, as much as I used to, but I'm still trying to fit in the morning routine um, so that once I do that, I can get my day started. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of what it is, isn't it? It's that routine. So even if it's your working day, it's mm -hmm. that routine that you start at a certain time or, you know, if you're working out occasionally in the morning and then the evening, it, it's you, your body doesn't even know what's going on. Oh yeah, you absolutely yeah, you absolutely and I and I've gotten to the point where when I don't work out or I take off a few days, you mm -hmm. feel it. You you definitely know that okay, it's time to get it. And it's also important and I will say this that you do take rest. Um yeah. uh here and there. So if you've been working out for a long period of time, it's okay if you take a few days off to replenish, get yourself um maybe doing something else. Um, just so 
you know, your your body can react a little bit to that that rest that's needed because sometimes overworking out or doing things um, all the time could can can be harmful as well because your now body is used to doing something a certain way and you're not uh, um, giving them any uh, uh, you know <laughs> surprise. <laughs> so but you're you're winning my heart over you saying everything all the right things. I'm like very happy. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it is that sort of the balance of work, rest, you know, training. It, it's a little bit of everything and with everything. So obviously, you've you experienced the benefits. You experience the things when it doesn't happen. So why do you think you know? Why do you think, particularly for professionals and business owners, that you know it's not just the physical? Why do we need to look after the mental well-being as well? So much is taking place when you're really involved in whatever you do. Um, you know, if you're a leader in your organization, if you are a team uh, member, um, that takes a lot out of you, mostly mentally, and especially during this past year with, you know, there were days that I felt like I didn't get up from my chair for eight to 10 hours. And I know that's uh, a real real problem with with many people um, these days thinking that if they leave their spot that you know maybe they're perceived as they're not they're not doing their jobs or they're not they're not being productive when when we think about when we were in the workplace uh, for many of us we weren't sitting necessarily at our desks that that amount of time. We might be walking over to a colleague's cubicle or you know, office and you, you know, you, you might be just chit-chatting banter or whatever. Um, you know, just playing, having a conversation that's not related to work. Yeah. We don't have that as much anymore. And we seem to have gotten into this pattern of work, you know, we've got to be productive all the time. Yeah. Now, you know, I have a 20 year old son that's in college. So I'm not necessarily the, the mom that has to kind of watch all of the, um, you know, my kids efforts or anything like that. Um, but I do feel for, for parents mm -hmm. that have to um, navigate uh, throughout their day. So this is, this is another reason for having that, um, that mental and physical well-being for, for the individual. And I know I can understand I have, uh, my own sister has a set of eleven-year-old triplets, and they're um, they're in <laughs> school. Yeah, so <laughs> wow. <laughs> I actually just had them over the weekend for uh, <laughs> a break, but they're they're amazing little kids. But they still have need that attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my sister worked full time, so it's very. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that balance, and you know, she sometimes finds that difficult. And so I can completely yeah. understand, especially women. And, you know, there was an alarming statistic out that, you know, several million women have had to um, not work or, you know, um, you know, give up their jobs because yeah. of the pandemic and what they've had to do. That's, that's a sad, really sad statistic mm -hmm. that, that that has yeah. to happen. Um, I'm, you know, obviously, you know, we can't change the world right away, but, you know, that's obviously something that needs to be um, talked about. And and how can we help, um, you know, our society understand that we're, you know, we're all human, you know, we all need to work. Um, 
for most of us. Yeah. Um, um, or if we were working and we and we couldn't anymore, we still need to. So there's there's definitely um, a crisis there, and not having mental and physical well being along with all of those that it just starts to to increase mm. um, more things and you know other you know then then you start not just mentally feeling Dan then your physical um, mm-hmm. is going to start to deteriorate too so. Um, it's definitely needs to be defocused on as well. So. And there's definitely something there because obviously physical, you have less energy. So of course you rush around and trunk up the kids, you're trying to stay awake mm-hmm. and, it's like, and then you're just exhausted in the evening. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we've just been asking Brett, how to gain more time, but you know, you highlighted, I get up, I used to get up at four to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So when something's important, you will make the time for it. You'll prioritize it, but you also put that balance. So you saw, using your example, this is my time for my workout. I work out best. It sets me up for my day. I feel good when I work out. It fits into my routine and it doesn't drain my time. Okay, I've got to get up at four. Mm-hmm. But then you sit there going, can I still get my enough sleep? Can I still mm-hmm. fit in what I need to? And are the positives outweighing the fact that my alarm has to go off a little bit early? <laughs> you know, I can tell you now, 4 a.m. in the summer, not a problem. In the winter, yeah, six or yes. six and six. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a lot more difficult when it's cold routes. And like I said, again, you know, with the pandemic, I haven't needed to necessarily get up at four o'clock because I don't need to commute somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I'm still needing to get up early enough so I can fit that in before yeah. my day starts. Otherwise, you're you get into like, oh, you know, that will wait. I can I can. Mm-hmm. I can do it later. And a lot of times what we end up doing is pushing off our own uh, personal uh, interests to later and then it, it doesn't get done. And then we get frustrated because we didn't, we didn't, we weren't able to do it, but you know, as especially women, we're big caretakers. We're big, you know, on, you know, I'll give up what I need to do so that I can take care of others. And that's, I, we realize that, but you have to take care of yourself in order to to be that. And that's with, in a as a business professional, um, you're you're also working with your clients. If you're not physically, mentally there, how are you going to be able to take care of you know the people that are depending on you and expecting that kind of um, help? So, and you hit all the pain po- points I hit with my clients. So. <laughs> You know, as if it would make thanks. <laughs> but it's true because it's not just one person. It's not just this is not your just your experience. This mm-hmm. is what professionals experience. Mm-hmm. I don't have the time. Or if your mum, particularly the pandemic has seen this, I've got to give something up so I can do this for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And what happens? Mum doesn't sleep. Mum feels taken on the world. A lot of pressure. I mean, we've seen figures here in the UK, you know, and obviously we say men's mental health is on higher, you know, the higher rates, but a lot of the women have borne the brunt of this pandemic and it's actually knocking on. Absolutely. It, it, it certainly has. And I, I've, I myself, I actually suffered from COVID mm. last year. Um, it, and my father had done so as well and he was hospitalized. Yeah. Um, so there, you know, on top of myself having it and my father being hospitalized, having it, mm-hmm. there was a lot of stress and um, a lot, you know, a lot went into, 
you know, is my dad going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? Luckily he, he has made it through and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's doing, doing much better, but you know, those, when you, when you're sick, you're already kind of in that position where you're, you feel helpless. Um, And for me, I had mild symptoms. I didn't necessarily need to, to be hospitalized or go to the hospital, but it did knock me out knowing that I've had Mm -hmm. a pretty good, healthy lifestyle, working out, eating fairly well, um, drinking my water daily, you know, the things that I know I need to do. Um, But when this hit you, and this is, this is what can happen in, in many different illnesses is things can hit you and you may not even expect it because it's um, you don't know how it affect you. Even if you're the healthiest person, I mean, I've been hearing of people having um, like heart attacks and they're the healthiest people and they're in their thirties and forties. And it's really, um, you know, you gotta, I understand that, you know, even taking care of yourself may not, limit that those kinds of things from happening um mm-hmm. you can do the best that you can but my motto is really to live and love life mm-hmm. um, so even though i'm doing some of these things that i know are good for me i also need to understand that um you have to live and love the life that that we have today mm-hmm. um i tragically lost my my sister's daughter who uh, died of cancer she was only 12 um, when that happened. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, yeah. Yes. And then my other sister who had with the triplets, she mm-hmm. lost her husband almost three years ago to cancer. So our family has definitely endured um, a lot of pain and not, you know, these are young people that had nothing happen prior to them being diagnosed with these illnesses. And it just, it puts a different perspective on your life and to really, and you know, know that you have to you have to live for the moment. So you know, I'm I'm grateful for my family because we've been definitely able to to have that. Mm-hmm. And and it's important. I mean, I mean, like you say, there's something you can't fight things. I mean, my one of my favorite shares is take care of your wellness well being now or wellness now. So later you don't have to make time for your illness, mm-hmm. and that's the thing because. It doesn't mean you're not going to get something. It doesn't mean you're immune, but it means that you're probably in a better position to fight or like with COVID get less, you know. I mean, I'm very sorry for your losses. That's really, you know, it's quite tragic, but it's, you know, it just shows that life is short, you know. It, it really is. And, and it's definitely been brought a, a, a good perspective to, um, all facets of my life, whether it's personal or professional, that being kind, um, you know, being there for others, um, being a leader is is so important because if you, you know, take those things for granted, a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, things happen that you're not able to um, to overcome. So yeah. that's really important. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm completely heart touched by all this so let, let, let's move on uh, so we'll twist the subject now because obviously that's such a moving story so I really thank you for sharing um, so if we go back to looking at you professionally why do you think you know obviously working out gives you body confidence it gives you self-confidence it builds you up why do you think that's important as a professional well 
it gives you that strength knowing that you you know you again you might be dependent on or you have to give a presentation or you may have to um, do an interview <laughs> on camera <laughs> um, and it's almost like you kind of have these mantras that you go through um, you know before the actual thing occurs so when before you give your presentation before you're um, interviewing before you speak to your group or you're working a project with uh, with people on your team, having being prepared, but mentally having that strength to know that, you know, you can do it. You are able to overcome whatever obstacles. And what I've seen with organizations and companies that have overcome during the pandemic is usually the leadership that has embraced, okay, we got a crisis on our hands. We know we've got to do things. Mm -hmm. So calmly, let's come together and let's figure these things out. And that builds up more strength. So when you have that support, like I rely so much on my girlfriends. Um, I have mentors and uh cohorts that really just yeah. help build each other up. I, you know, having had experience with, um, you know, many, I was, you know, at one point, the only female in an all male um, team. So having had that, I always wanted to reach out to my friends or people that are professional, um, mm -hmm. especially women to be mentors and to help. Um, so I rely on that too, as a, as a professional that, you know, you need that, you need that as well. Yeah. That's the thing. It's a support network. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, actually I saw Damon put a post up this morning and, uh, I just put, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thankful I've got someone amazing like you around because I was like, you know, and he's like, I think I said, well, the five people you put yourself with, they're going to build you up. They support you. They'll celebrate successes with you. Mm -hmm. They'll know when like, a loss or pain is, you know, really hit you, you know, it could be loss of a job, for example, you know, that can really, you know, cause people, I mean, I had it and I'm sure you, cause it, yes. that was my career. You know, I was like, when I was in the army, I was like, that was my career. That was what I wanted to do. And then of course I'm like, Oh no, what am I doing now? And it, you know, you can get that sort of lost feeling. And those people that are with you are the mm -hmm. ones that really inspire you, drive you forwards listen if you want to vent you know which is important it is i had a a, a two-year a two-decade career mm -hmm. that i had lost and it was devastating because mm -hmm. my you know goal was that was where i was going to be and that's you mm -hmm. know i was going to continue on um it was very humbling and i did need to find a different path and learned a lot mm -hmm. because you know, some mistakes along the way and just needed to really understand who I was and know that that place, that company didn't define who I was. It was my brand. Like I have a brand and that's what defines um, what I'm capable of doing and how I can present myself. And I've, it, it was a hard lesson to learn because a lot of times, especially when we're so, and I, you know, one of the biggest characteristics I have is, is loyalty. 
And I have a huge loyalty for not just, you know, my family, my friends, but also to um, different commitments I have, whether it's with a professional job, whether it's with um, an organization, I tend to be very loyal. And mm -hmm. that doesn't always come back to you, whether it's personal or professional. And you, be you begin to really understand that you have a brand yourself and that those companies, those organizations don't define who you are. You define who you are. Yeah. Very wise words there. Um, just before we move on, I'm just going to see Carl's just put a comment in saying, he obviously, sorry for your loss. He's lost three family members to COVID in the past six weeks. Mm -hmm. So he's obviously built such resiliency. So obviously, Carl, do use the support network you've got. And thank you for sharing such vulnerability with us. Yes. Kind, of feeling, kind of feeling heart touched by uh, all of both you guys and your stories. Obviously, you know, the, the fact is the strength and resilience that comes from the fact that you're in a good place within yourself. You know, the fact you can share this with us. You know, it 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 does take that resilience. And it, I mean, obviously, there's been so much loss. And I, I can't even imagine like I, you know, with my father being hospitalized with COVID, there were all kinds of things going into our family's heads and myself, like what's going to happen? We don't know. We weren't able to see my father during that time either. So there was, you know, a lot of that anxiety and, you know, millions of people are going through that right now all over the world. And it's just, it's devastating mm -hmm. how, you know, we're now having to cope with that. Like when my family members were diagnosed with cancer, we were at least able to be with them, be around them. Um, in these times, I don't know what we would have done had we not been able to hold their hands or give them hugs. Or, so um, I'm giving all you guys virtual like hugs and, and love because this is, this is hard, this is difficult. And um, you know, reach out to your support group, Re reach out mm -hmm. to those that you know, you love and trust. And if you have a bubble um, mm -hmm. of people that you know, you're able to go to you know, reach out to them and, you know, have them be your, your guiding lights. Yeah. Again, more wise words. So a lady <laughs> full of wisdom. So if, with all this wisdom, if you were to go back and say something to your 18 year old self, what would it be? That's what so advice funny. would he give her? That is so funny you said that because I, I have a 20 year old. So I always talk to him <laughs> talking to myself way back when. Um, I would definitely say to, to follow your passion more, mm -hmm. um, really um, learn to really understand and um, appreciate people that come into your life, whether it's for a season or forever, um, you know, a day or two, or it just just to understand and, and embrace the fact that you're meeting somebody and be kind. I think that's, I mean, not that I wasn't kind when I was 18. I just was you know, probably immature going to college. Um, but really just um, embrace the connections that you make because right now, even with, I have a pretty large connection base, but I'm always meeting new people and I'm, wanting to learn more about people and I'm opening myself to understand, you know, where it, where it is, you know, if I'm, if I'm in a networking group, my focus isn't necessarily like, I want to meet you because you're going to help necessarily my organization or my business mm -hmm. or, you know, or my growing of, of anything. It's really because what can I do to help you 
meet other people. I've really focused on doing that more so than than anything else is what what am I able to contribute when I meet someone? And, you know, you've been phenomenal when we've, you know, um, you and I met on a different networking group and, you know, you've been inspirational about health and wellness and I'm listening and, you know, how else can I help you, um, you know, let people, excuse me, let people know about what, what you do to help others because what your mission is, is also to help the wellness, physical, mental, emotional well-being of, of mm-hmm. others. I mean, I was asked this yesterday and someone said, what we, and I just said, I want to help as many people as I can be healthy. Mm-hmm. And, I was like, and all I keep, everything I keep doing is trying to think, how can I hit more people? And, you know, it's not always, yeah, okay, I, I'm a business. I can't hide that. I am a business. I've got to do it. And it's just like, yeah. you to do. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's also, it's those values, those networks, those relationships. That's right. It is. It, it, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a huge, that's probably why that's my role. I'm an executive client relationship manager. I love building relationships with people. Even if I meet you for the first time, don't be afraid to have a conversation. I, I you know, conversations are free. You know, we, we can talk for free. Do you, to, do you want to see the comments just come up? <laughs> I'm a boss lady coach. Thanks, Rodney. <laughs> Awesome. I can <laughs> you're a leader lady coach. Let's change that word boss lady. <laughs> I'm like boss lady. Yeah. Yeah. That's because I kept him in check for a little while. Again, another part of my skills. Um, but I'm actually gonna highlight this one as well. Um, so actually I'm very sorry to hear about this, but actually very glad to hear that you've come through, you survived, and that you are still with us. So um Rashid. I hope I pronounced that correct. Lovely. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. So obviously we could keep talking for hours because you've got so much inspiration, so many wise words. I'm so glad that we got connected and actually managed to start talking. And I do believe we have a lot more conversations to have. Okay. However, I can't go on forever today. I know, I know. So obviously other than your wise words, what is for our listeners, what's one bit of advice? that you would give them to do today? I, again, live and love your life um, in the present. Because mm. that's very important. Yeah. So obviously I put in the comment your LinkedIn post, uh, LinkedIn post page, <laughs> let's get the words, uh, and your email address. Are those the best ways to get hold of you? Yes, those are the best ways. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just pop a message that you saw me on this um, recording or this video. Um, and I'd love to connect with you and hopefully we can, uh, help you in, in other ways. Yeah. Fantastic. And connect with Liz cause she will help you with your <laughs> physical, mental, and emotional well-being. I just need, I just need more of me. <laughs> I can do it all. Okay. It has been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you, everyone, for listening and sharing and joining us on. I say it's only been a 30-minute journey, but it's been an amazing one. So thank you all. And have-